Hallelujah. Um, sweetheart, could you grab my glasses out of the front pocket? Hallelujah. How many people know, man? <laughs> there comes a certain time I used to make fun of people that used to wear glasses. Now I are one. Okay, so you got to be watch out. Hallelujah. Whatever you sow, that you will reap, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. It says in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 10 through 13, For God is not an unjust God to forget your work of labor and love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let it reveal your will for our lives today and every day of our lives. May we walk in your word, God, and walk by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. I want to talk to you a little bit tonight. Just a little bit. I don't want to keep you too long. But we're going to talk about keeping the faith. Because I don't know if you know this, but every now and then, you're going to have a little trouble. And it's not a matter of how holy you live. It's not a matter how many prayers you pray. It's not a matter of how many demons you defeat, money you give. How much you praise and worship God, how much you fast, how much you lay hands on the sick, you will have trouble. Hallelujah. In, the, in John chapter 16, verse 33, the very words of Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. In spite of all you do, there's going to be trouble. Now, I know that's not a popular gospel. And I, and I know that everybody, you know, tries to preach that, you know, once you get saved, all your problems are done. Hallelujah. And everything will be fine. But we know that's not the truth. Sometimes when we get saved, it's almost like all hell breaks loose in our life. You know, but God is there to get us through that trouble. Now, that's what I like about God. He doesn't take you around trouble. He trouble. And He doesn't take you under trouble. But what He does is take you through trouble. Hallelujah. So that when you come out of the other end of trouble, you're stronger than what troubled you. God's plan for your life and His purpose for you is to be stronger than your enemies, be stronger than your trouble, to make you more than a conqueror, to make you an overcomer in Christ. Amen? And then you can't overcome anything unless you have something to overcome. In John chapter 15, verse 20, it says, Remember the word that I said to you. Now this is Jesus talking. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But Jesus is saying, if they mess with me, they're going to mess with you. If they try to kill me, they're going to try to kill you. If they beat me, they're going to beat 
you. We're Christians. We're Christ-like ones. That means we live our life in Christ-likeness, just like Christ lived his life. And if he had to go through some stuff, we'll have to go through some stuff too. Amen? There will be challenges in our lives that we can't avoid. Jesus asked God, he asked his father, he said, if, it, he said, if, there any, if there's any way possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that's got to be our attitude. Oh, God, don't give me no trouble, Lord. I've had enough. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering too long. It's too much. Oh, deliver me from all this. No, our prayer ought to be more correctly. God, enable us to go through what we need to go through to see your will done on the earth. Whoa. Hallelujah. God wants to make you, hallelujah, an overcomer. In Acts chapter 14, verses 19 through 23, they read like this. Then Jesus, then the Jews from Antioch, now watch this, this is Paul, yeah. He said, then the Jews from Antioch in Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, it's a great word in the Bible. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went back into the city. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. Okay, now this next verse, starting in verse 21, is really what got me. It says, And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium, in Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. Now you got to get a good picture of this because it was in Lystrum that uh, the, the people from Antioch, the Antiochians, <laughs> hallelujah, and the people from Iconium, the Iconiums, came to Lystra and stoned Paul to death and dragged him out of town. Then he went back into town. He preached for one day, escaped to Derby, and then started preaching all over again in different places. And then when came back to Lystra, preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then to, to one of them, he then went to Antioch and then Iconium, where those people had came from to to kill him, he went into their cities. You know, some people in here ought to know that they got to go back, hallelujah, to where they was beat up, to where they was messed up, to where they was, you know, jumped on, to where they was left for dead and counted as gone, to come back in the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ that he has given them through the gospel. So people that can see that you're alive and you're well, hallelujah, and that the, the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you and empowering you to do great and mighty things, even though they count you out, even though they said you can no good thing come out of the town you came from. Even though all left you and forsake you, God was with you, and you came back to prove that there is a God today who, who saves, who delivers, who heals, hallelujah, who changes people into glory. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to be happy about that. Now I know they tell you, don't go back to that place. But you know what? If God is leading you, don't be scared. 
You go back to them place and show forth the praises of him and called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And who knows, the next time you leave, you might take some others with you that they might be led, hallelujah, into the light by your example. You know, I made a deal with God when I got saved. I said, don't let me die in Cleveland. And I believe that God is going to honor that prayer. But that doesn't mean that God won't send me back there. And when I go back there, I will show forth the praises of them. Yeah, I should be like you. I should be trapped in my sin. I should be trapped in my disease. I should be all messed up and tore up from the floor up. But look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. He brought me up. Hallelujah. Moved me to Alaska. Hallelujah. And made me a pastor. Somebody ought to say amen. Whoa. Oh, man, my teachers wrote me off. That boy, he ain't never on a knock to nothing. Hallelujah. My neighbors wrote me off. That boy is jailbait. He's going to jail. Even my family stopped talking to me for a period of time. But God never stopped talking about me. God never stopped caring for me. God never stopped, hallelujah, having faith in me. He had more faith in me than I had in myself. Hallelujah. And he thought enough of me to pick me out of, up, out of the muck and the mire and the clay of this world. Hallelujah. All, out, out of my destitution. Out of my dry place. Hallelujah. Ooh. Hallelujah. Set me in a land flowing with milk and honey right here in Wasilla. Hallelujah. Make me a pastor so I could drive through wind and rain and sleet and hell. Hallelujah. To Ant- to, where am I going? Anchorage. Hallelujah. I'm trying to say Antioch, but to Anchorage. Hallelujah. To open up a, a pastoring work. Hallelujah. And this past weekend, I visited somebody in, in the prison in, Ant- in, in Anchorage. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. When they shut doors in a prison... Them doors shut. And you just like, clink. Oh, oh, I still can't get used to that. Hallelujah. But God sent me back in there and I got to minister to God. Hallelujah. When he comes out, he's going to serve God. I'm going to do everything I can to help him. You know, God will send you back to some. Oh, why y'all looking at me like that? You know, that was not my first time in jail. Okay. Hallelujah. But I've never been in jail long. I've been in, I've been arrested a couple of times. To the glory of God. And I spent two nights in my whole life in jail. And then the funny thing happened to me. I got a job out of jail. And I used to work there. And I used to... First, first he sent me into a jail as, as a minister. And I went in with a group of people who ministered to the inmates. And we had a Bible study in jail. Then I got a job there. And I worked there for six years. You know, and uh, it, was, it was pretty tough. And I thought God had a great sense of humor. Hallelujah. But he used me in that jail. And just about the time I got so frustrated that I wanted to quit my job because I didn't think that I was changing anybody. And you know, when you know you're called to God to, to preach the gospel, no matter what you're doing, no matter what job you're working, you know you're to be a light in darkness. And I was trying to be a light in darkness and nobody was changing. I started complaining to God. And just about that time I said, well, God, if you're not going to use me in this place, then take me out of here. That very, listen to me, that very day. Sometimes, you know, we just got to be quiet for just a little while longer. <laughs> that very day, in the, in the library in which I worked in the prison, an inmate came in and shut the door. Now, when inmates come into a place and it's enclosed and they shut the door, one of two things about to happen. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it was, I wasn't getting a great spirit. Oh, something spiritual is about to happen. 
the guy shut the door. And I turned around and just happened to be one of those guys that's like a career criminal, they call them. They live in jail. Okay, they never, they've been in jail more than they've been out of jail. The guy came in and shut the door. And he turned around. Now, this is one of the toughest inmates in the jail that I was working. And he turned around and looked me straight in the face. All of a sudden, his eyes started to tear up. And he said, I used to make fun of you when you used to come in here. And you used to teach the Bible study. And then you started working here. He says, but now, today, I thank God for you. And he dropped down on his knees and said, would you forgive me for all the stuff? I was like, I was like whoa. Jesus fell in that place. I dropped down. We both crying now. Okay, you know, it's messed up, it seems. You know, when you're in a place and you're in a prison, you see two guys kneeling down and crying. Okay, that's, <laughs> you know, that's not a pretty picture. You know, and, uh, and just God was in that place. And, you know, and God heard my cry. And he heard my answer. And I said, man, and that little stuff I was saying when I was in jail, the way I was conducting myself, caused somebody to have faith in God. Wow, that's just awesome. I mean, God will use you in the midst of your troubled situation, in the midst of your circumstance. You know, that's why I keep telling people, you know, your life ain't about you. It's about Him. And you on on the job thinking about how you being treated instead of about how God is using you to touch other people's lives. God will change your perspective. It's a good thing I complained to God and not to my friends and not to the people I knew. I just said, God, you know what? This This ain't right. You know, I know I'm called to be a light. So if I'm not being a light, get me out of here. God heard my cry. He had the answer ready for me. And I want you to know that God wants to use you wherever you are at, no matter how hard it is. You know, God used Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego inside of fernery fires. He, fiery furnace. Thank you, sweetie. Hallelujah. He used Daniel right inside the lion's den. He used Paul and Silas in jail God wants to use you hallelujah no matter where you're at in 1st Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 it says no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or tested beyond what you are able but with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it You are not to be overcome by your problems, your circumstances, and your situations. You are to overcome them through your faith in God. When God sends you into trouble, He means for you to beat that trouble up (laughs) and come out a winner. He didn't allow you to go into that trouble thinking that you would lose. He allowed you to go in that trouble knowing that with him all things were possible. There is no enemy. Hallelujah. No name above his name. There is nothing that could defeat you as long as you stayed with him. Wow. That's why I refer again to the 23rd Psalm. He says, I lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. Not into it just to leave you there. He says, we're going through. That means we're starting at one end and we're coming out the other. So he leads you into things that look like they can kill, steal, and destroy you, but they cannot. As long as you stay with him, hallelujah, as long as you keep Jesus in your focus, you can get through anything. Wow. In Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, it says, For his anger is, is but for a moment, his favor for life. 
Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I'll tell you one thing about night. It don't last forever, even in Alaska. (laughs) It don't last forever. Day is coming. Hallelujah. Your problem is coming. Your problem is coming to an end. The light is coming. The sun will rise. Hallelujah. And you will be used by God to glorify him. No matter how long you've been through a circumstance and situation, God is still with you. And I know you don't like the circumstance and situation, but God is still coming from you. It's just like the man that, that laid by the pool of Bethesda all those years. But God still came from him. You know, he didn't say you was there too long. He said, you've been there long enough. Hallelujah. And he came to get him out. You know what? Some of you have been in your situation, in your circumstance, long enough. And it's time for you to take a position of victory. It's time for you to start reminding yourself who you are in Christ. You know, sometimes we just let our circumstances speak to us. We let, we let the fact that we have pain. We let the fact that we've made mistakes. We let the, the fact that we're in a bad environment tell us who we are. But we should always be listening to God. For God will reveal to us in every circumstance and situation who we are and what we are to do. He came into Gideon's cowardice and called him a mighty man of valor, brought him out of the wine press, hallelujah, so that he can lead the army in victory over their enemies. That's God. He bad all by himself, hallelujah, but he's bad in you too. Hallelujah. He'll get in you and, and make the weak strong. Hallelujah. And those who walk with their heads down, he'll make them stand up straight. Hallelujah. God is an eternal encourager. He's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Anybody in here having any trouble? Hallelujah. But God is with you. Let me tell you, if you're in trouble, you know for a fact that God is there. He says, I'm an ever-present help in time of trouble. Trouble is just an indication that God is there with you. Hallelujah. you got to read the Bible from a different perspective, man. you got to get your, your, your mind to think like Jesus was thinking. Hallelujah. Wow. Jesus was thinking the whole time they was beating him. I'm a winner, not a loser. I'm going down. He says, I'm going to lay my body down. You're not taking it from me. I'm laying it down, and three days later, I'm going to take it back up again. Hallelujah. I'm God. All by myself. Hallelujah. I'm going to do this. I don't need nobody's help. Wow. Oh, God wants to help some people tonight. You know? You're being beat up. You're being tortured. And God's trying to work everything together for your good. And you're complaining about the dungeon. You're complaining about the pit. But the thing about the glory of God is, and where God gets the most glory, is when he gets you out. You ought to be anticipating with great enthusiasm God's deliverance. Hallelujah. Wow. Night doesn't last for enemy. The enemy will... The night doesn't last forever. The enemy will cause you to focus on the problem so that the problem drains you. I'm not meaning people know that looking at your problem all the time will make anybody tired. And you're telling everybody your problem. You're making them tired too. (laughs) Hallelujah. You ought to try talking to people about what God is doing about your problem. Well, you know, I'm in the midst of this, sister, but God is bringing me out. Hallelujah. You know, and it's, it's a storm in my life, but God's about to stand up in my life and say, peace be still. I feel God's help coming. Hallelujah. He's with me even through my trial. Whoa. Hallelujah. 
God is in it to help me. And if he's helping me in the midst of my trial, he'll help you in the midst of yours. I want some friends like that. Not somebody that's going to come lie to me and tell I ain't got no problem. Yeah, I've been serving God for a long time. I ain't got no problems. The longer you serve God, hallelujah, God keeps making you stronger and can't bring in bigger trials and tribulations in your life so he can make you stronger than that trial. You know, the trial that you're going through is an indication how strong you are in the spirit because God won't let nothing come your way that you cannot handle. So if it's big, you must be big. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like the attitude, hallelujah, of Elisha said, God opened my, my servant's eyes so he can see that there's more with him than are against him. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight that there's more with you than against you. The very power of heaven, hallelujah, stands at God's beck and call to come and rescue you out of every trial and every situation. Hallelujah. See, the enemy wants you to be so focused on your problem that it'll make you feel weak. And uh, hallelujah. That, so he can make you feel that, that you don't have no power against him so he can come in and spoil your goods. Because how can a, a thief come in and spoil a man's goods unless he first binds the strong man? And he'll use doubt, unbelief in your situation to lie to you. So that he can come in and take your stuff. Take your goods. Take your family. Destroy your marriage. Steal your dreams, your aspirations, and desires. See, God's will is that you overcome so that he can get the glory. Not that you give up and are crushed by your situation and circumstance and become the statistic that is, that is antichrist. You know, antichrist statistics are. And, you know, they're not without understanding. In every situation and circumstances, you've got to understand it's different. Okay, so you know God hates divorce. So does God want you to get a divorce? No, not really. But look, God don't want you beat up, destroyed, messed up. He don't want you in a situation where you're being bound. He wants you to be free. Okay, somewhere in between there is the will of God. And man, when you stand up in a power, I've seen God change men. Men who were, who were violent. Men who were beating. I, I had a lady tell me one time, she was a pastor's wife. And she said her husband went to hear her one day. This is how he got, he got to be a pastor. This was before he was a pastor. She said he went to hear her one day and the power of God stopped him. Just he couldn't move his hand any way further. And he got so convicted that he, he jumped in his car and he drove away. Well, during that, dro- during that drive, God started dealing with that man. Because he knew he wanted to hit his wife, but God stopped him. And then he knew that God was in his life, and, and fear of the Lord came upon him. It was the beginning of wisdom in his life. He turned that car back around, went back home, repented to his wife, gave his life to God, and a few years later, he was, he was not just in the church, he was running the church. Hallelujah. God can turn things around for your good in any second, in any moment. Hallelujah. Oh, Sheikh Rabasha. Look, I'm going to close here. Hallelujah. Because I can see you guys know where I'm going. See, the enemy tries to get you out of position so that he can steal your blessing. He tries to get you to do something that will shoot yourself in the foot, remove you from God's blessing so that he can crush you. And you know, when we start disobeying God for our own convenience, well, you know, God, I have decided 
that today I can't take no more. Jesus said this, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? And it's not about you. You know, a better position to take would be, okay, God, what do you want me to do now? I'm tired. I'm weary. Nevertheless, Lord, what do you want me to do now, Lord? Hallelujah. In the first two chapters of the book of Job, yeah, everybody gets all solemn when you start, oh, Job. You know, it's like, you know, oh, God, don't Job me. Do anything to me, but but don't Job me. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, Job. Boy, we say that name with, oh, Job, with respect, because he, he went through some stuff. Okay. But the bottom line is this, and this is why I like Job. See, Job got told that on the same day he lost all his houses. He lost all his kids, and he lost all his oxen. But oxen was what God, what Job used to praise God with. He was always sacrificing for himself and for his kids and for his family. And the enemy will always try to steal your sacrifice. He will always try to steal your praise. And in Job chapter 2, verse 9, some of the sweetest words, hallelujah, that I've ever heard was, Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God. And die. But see, this is the thing is, if you can curse God and die, I think you can praise God and live. Which is what Job did. He didn't allow his praise to be stolen. And he said, naked I came in. Hallelujah. I came from my mother's womb. And naked I shall return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in his darkest hour, in his worst situation, he lifted up a praise, shocked his wife, shocked the devil, shocked his friends, shocked the whole world. Hallelujah. Because the praise of God never departed from his mouth. He just kept praising God, kept praising God, kept praising God, kept telling people God's going to show up. Hallelujah. I'm not going to curse God and die. Hallelujah. Why should I bring some kind of a of, of accusation against God? He's God. I'm not going to mess with him. He's the only person who can get me out of my situation and circumstances. I'm going to put my faith, my trust in God. And some of us want to give up and take what's behind door number two. Hallelujah. And you know what's behind door number two? It's the donkey with the hay. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's the eh, you know, because the devil always always tell you, I got something better for you. I got something better for you. It's behind door number two. Come on, take door number two. Come on. Give up my God. Take door number two. And then you get the donkey and the bale of hay. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But with God... The Bible says some interesting things. It says he always causes you to triumph. He says he's working everything together for your good. Every, even all that bad stuff, that's, it's all thrown in there. Hallelujah. Your test will become a part of your testimony. Hallelujah. Whoa. Woo. Your mess will become a part of your message. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. God's going to turn it around. If you keep your faith in God, just like Job... You get it all back. Everything that the enemy stole from you, you get it all back. Hallelujah. With God and only with God is this possible. 
Now look, you might be in messes, in distresses today, but I want you to know that God's an eternal deliverer. He's one that comes to you in the midst of your trouble. He wants that he is one that comes to you in the midst of your pain and stands beside you. Look when the doctors give up on you, God will be there for you. When your family comes to you and say, Well, you know, you've given God a chance. It's time for you, honey, to let go and give up. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> get out of the room. Get me somebody here to go get me out of this bed. Hallelujah. I don't want to go out like that. Hallelujah. God said he would cause me to triumph in this life. He would give me the victory in this life. Hallelujah. Whoa. Everything I do, I want to glorify God with. Hallelujah. I want to be more than a conqueror and an overcomer. When it's all said and done, I want God to say of me, man, you ran that race and you ran it well. Well done my good and faithful servant. Well done. Hallelujah. That's the report that God wants to use. Stop, stop living your life for comfort down here. Count it all as trash for the glory that God is going to give you. When you step up into that throne and he looks at you with a smile on his face and says, well done, my good my faithful servant. Oh! Then every tear be wiped away. Hallelujah. Every injustice paid for. Hallelujah. And you will enter in to everlasting peace and joy. And there'll be no more crying there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well done, my good and faithful servants. Well done is what I live for. Wow! I'll pay the price. I'll go through the mess. I'll go through the distress. I'll go through the pain. I'll go through the trouble. Hallelujah. To hear well done. Oh, yeah. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. Hallelujah. What you're going through, it's all worth it if you go through it in Christ. Amen. Well, I hope you got something out of the message tonight. I hope you're encouraged. Praise God. Won't you stand with me as we dismiss service tonight? And I never want to dismiss a service without giving somebody an opportunity to come to Christ. Because you know what? You cannot do it without Him. Try as you may. Go ahead. I tried it. I tried everything. I did. I tried everything but God. Got tired of being beat up. Finally gave my life to God. Then I started winning. Hallelujah. One more thing I want to... I want to say to you tonight is that when Jesus promised in this world you shall have tribulation, you're going to have trouble, I want you to get in your mind this. Get tired of the same old trouble. Get tired of going around the same old mountain. It's time for some different trouble. And you only get different trouble, hallelujah, when you pass the test that you in. Hallelujah. You only get different trouble when you overcome the trouble that you're not. There are many people have been going through the same thing over and over and over and over again. It's time now to go through that thing with Christ and do things His way. So at least at a minimum, you get a different set of problems. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! What a prayer, God. Let me pass this test so I can have a different set of problems. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now listen to me. If you're here tonight and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, no matter what kind of problem you're going through, you're not going to be able to overcome it by yourself. But with Christ, all things are possible. There may be some people here that you might have used to serve God, but you've fallen away and you know it. And you've fallen back in the same trap, going through the same trouble. You need to receive Jesus. Don't go around telling people you're all saved and acting all devilish. Now it's time to get it right with God. Not get it right with me, not get it right with the church, but get it right with Almighty God. Get it right with Jesus tonight. He will not forsake you nor throw you away, but he'll receive you. It's just like when a prodigal son came home, the father ran to him and greeted him. And he put a robe on him and a ring and his shoes. And he said, come on back into the house. Come on back home. And I'm going to throw a party for you. I'm going to rejoice. God wants to rejoice over you tonight with singing. If you'll forget about your circumstances, situation, and give your life back to God again. So if you're here tonight, you want to receive Jesus for the first time. And mean it in your heart. Or you want to rededicate your life to him. Regardless of what people think and what they say. And you want me to pray for you, simply raise your hand right now where you're at. Anybody out there want to come to Christ tonight? Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I'm glad you all know Jesus the way that you want to know him. But you ought to examine yourself to make sure that you're living right with him. So I'm going to ask you again, if you want to receive Jesus for the first time or you want to rededicate your life to him, you want me to pray for you. Raise your hand right now. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Before I dismiss, I want to do this. I know people have been pricked in their heart by this message. It's a message that God gave me for this church. If you're here tonight and you need prayer, let me th- remind you that one will put a thousand to flight, two ten thousand. When we stand in agreement about something, it shall be done unto us. In the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. So if you're here tonight, you're tired of going around the same problems, same situations, same circumstances, and you want prayer, I want you to make your way out your seats. I want you to come stand on these altars. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you tonight. Hallelujah. give you rest. Hallelujah. I'll make you stronger than your enemies. I'm asking my lovely wife to come and help me pray. But before I do, let me say this. I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. All those that remain. I want you to know these altars are going to remain open until we finish praying. But for you, let me pray this prayer of dismissal. Father, I thank you, Lord, that 
everyone in this place, God, are better, are stronger than our circumstances, tell us. We're not what our circumstances and our situation tell us. We're what you tell us. We who you tell us that we are. We are children of God. Men of and women of power, position, and authority. We're children of God. We belong to your family. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, set apart for the praises of him that called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're Christians, Christ-like ones, and no power of the enemy can overcome us. Well, and we thank you, Lord, that you remind us who we are tonight, that we go here from this place, Lord, your traveling mercies, not in our own power, in our own strength, no longer, but in the power of your might. Equip us, Lord. Not only remind us that we are overcomers, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And from this night on, don't ever let us forgive it. Whenever we have a problem, whenever we have a situation, we will trust in you that you will build us up to make us stronger. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Join us here again. Hallelujah. For birthday of a king. All right. Don't miss. Hallelujah. Put your faith in action and invite people. Amen. God bless you as you go.